No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. After the earth opened and swallowed up Korah and his fellow Levites, you would think that the people would understand that God chose Moses to lead them and Aaron and his sons to be priests. But today we see that they weren't done accusing Moses and Aaron. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. It had been one test after another. Truly, the children of Israel were proving that they indeed were a stiff-necked people. A man by the name of Korah, a Levite, had gathered others with him and decided that Moses and Aaron had taken too much upon themselves and all the people of God were holy. In this rebellion, God opened up the earth and swallowed up Korah and his followers and their households. Then there were 250 of the renowned leaders of Israel who wanted to offer incense like the priests do. The fire of the Lord broke out against them and consumed them. Now you would think that after these events, there wouldn't be any more questions, there wouldn't be any more complaining. But that was not the case. We pick it up in Numbers chapter 16, verse 41. On the next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. Now it happened when the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron, they turned toward the tabernacle of meeting, and suddenly the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of meeting. It was evident that Korah and his followers had perished because of their rebellion and that God had killed them. Why would the congregation now blame Moses and Aaron? Did they really think that they had the power to divide the earth in two or cause fire to consume the 250 men with their censors? False accusation is one of Satan's chief tactics. No wonder he is called the accuser of the brethren. When you know you are innocent, it is a great trial to be falsely accused. At one time in our ministry, a certain person was making many false accusations against us. I went to the mountains with a group of other pastors for three days of prayer. In a small circle, I shared what we were going through and asked for prayer. One older and well-seasoned pastor told me, the hardest thing when you're being accused is not defending yourself. It's true. Waiting for the Lord to be your defense will certainly try your patience. Now, as the people complained, the glory of the Lord appeared. He came to the aid of his servants, Moses and Aaron. Verse 44. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Get away from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. This was now the third time that God was ready to consume the people since they failed to enter the promised land at Kadesh Barnea. They continued to test him, arousing his anger. But couldn't he have just wiped them out on the spot and left Moses and Aaron standing? Of course he could. He announced his intentions to Moses and Aaron, no doubt so that 
they would intercede. And that is exactly what they did by falling on their faces before the Lord. So Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar and put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Since the children of Israel left Egypt, there were many times when Moses interceded for the congregation to save their lives. But now Aaron was the one making intercession for the people. This was his role as high priest. The incense always speaks of prayers rising up before God. In this way, Aaron would make atonement and stand in the gap between an angry God and sinful people. What a beautiful picture of Christ this is, who is our high priest before God in heaven. We are told in Hebrews 7.25, Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. You may reason that you are outside of God's reach. You may think that you have sinned one too many times. You may feel that no one in heaven is hearing your prayers. But on the authority of the word of God, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. It doesn't matter what you've done or haven't done. Salvation is not based upon your works, but upon Christ's work of intercession. He has made atonement for your sins by his blood that was shed on the cross for you. That is how he is able to save you to the uttermost. Moses told Aaron to run into the assembly. I love this picture. There was no time to waste. Already the plague was taking lives. Think of the father in Christ's parable running toward his prodigal son when he sees him from a distance coming home. Such is the heart of our Father in heaven toward his wayward ones. Aaron stood between the dead and living and stopped the plague. Again, what a picture this is of Christ. Jesus stands as our great mediator with one hand on those who are spiritually dead and one hand on God, who is the source of life. Jesus has stopped the plague of death from touching everyone who trusts in him. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700 besides those who died in the Korah incident. So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of meeting for the plague had stopped. Tragically, there are many who perish apart from Christ's atonement. But there are also many for whom the plague of sin and death has stopped. Chapter 17, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and get from them a rod from each father's house, all their leaders, according to their father's houses, 12 rods, write each man's name on his rod and you shall write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi for there shall be one rod for the head of each father's house. 
Then you shall place them in the tabernacle of meeting before the testimony where I meet with you. And it shall be that the rod of the man whom I choose will blossom. Thus I will rid myself of the complaints of the children of Israel, which they make against you. The Lord instructed Moses to do a strange thing. What good would it do to gather twelve sticks at a time like this? These were dead pieces of wood. But a representative from each tribe of Israel was to write his name on his rod. Aaron's name was to be written on the rod representing Levi. Now they were to put these twelve rods of dead wood in the presence of the Lord. God would choose one of them to blossom. In this way, God would silence all complaining and murmuring, for he would make it clear through a miracle of life whom he had chosen as high priest. So Moses spoke to the children of Israel, and each of their leaders gave them a rod apiece, for each leader according to their father's houses, twelve rods, and the rod of Aaron was among their rods. And Moses placed the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds, had produced blossoms, and yielded ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his rod. When Moses examined the rods the next day, not only had Aaron's rod budded and blossomed, it was producing ripe almonds as well. God had brought life from death and proven that Aaron was his choice. What a picture this is of Christ. He was dead, crucified on a wooden cross. But God did a marvelous miracle of grace and resurrected him from the dead. He brought forth the fruit of life from his lifeless body. And in so doing, God has proven to the world that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who saves us from death. Moreover, he has been chosen by God to be our high priest. Isn't this also how God proves his work today? We were lifeless, hopeless, rods of dead wood. But when it pleased God to reveal his son in us, then we sprung to new life. We've budded, blossomed, and brought forth good fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. The world marvels at us. For they detect the life of God in us. God makes us trophies of his grace to prove to others that Christ is alive, living in us, and changing us from the inside out. And if he can save us, then he can save anyone. And the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels, that you may put their complaints away from me, lest they die. Thus did Moses, just as the Lord had commanded him, so he did. We are told elsewhere that Aaron's rod was placed inside the Ark of the Covenant, along with two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, and the golden jar of manna. This would be a perpetual reminder that God had sovereignly chose Aaron and his sons and would put away the people's complaints once and for all. So the children of Israel spoke to Moses, saying, Surely we die, we perish, we all perish. 
Whoever even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord must die. Shall we all utterly die? Talk about going from one extreme to the other. Isn't this an odd conclusion to what was clearly a marvelous miracle and mighty demonstration of God's wondrous power? But that is how people react when they fail to grasp the truth of revelation by faith. Rather than experiencing wondrous awe and joy and peace, they are fearful of the works and the words of the Lord. God has sent His only Son who performed mighty works and spoke gracious words so that you would have an anchor for your faith. God wants you to be assured of your salvation. He doesn't want you to be fearful. His perfect love casts out all fear. Even though you have sinned greatly, you will not surely die if you draw near to God through faith in Jesus Christ, our only high priest, whoever lives to make intercession for us. He is able to save you to the uttermost. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to any previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com, click on Program Archives, and scroll down to Simply the Bible. Having made it perfectly clear that he had chosen Aaron and his sons to be priests, the Lord will give instructions to them concerning their duties, the Levites who would attend them, and the offerings they would receive. We hope you'll join us next week as we continue through the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible.